Welcome to the Skilled Finances Podcast. My name is Lindy. And my name is Tando. We're so glad that you landed on our podcast where we're talking about all things money with a focus on couples' finances. Our aim is to inspire you to learn about money so you can use it to live on purpose and leave a legacy. We look forward to taking you along this journey with us. So let's get into today's discussion. Today's discussion is an exciting one because moving in with your partner is one of the biggest things you can do in right. your relationship. Um, and it's one of those big choices because on the one hand, you know, you're taking your relationship to the next level. It's getting serious. You want to build a life together and pretty much start doing everything together and living together. Whereas on the other hand, it can be a little bit scary and intimidating because you just don't know if this yeah. will work. Will this make or break our relationship? What if I don't like this and I don't like that or my partner doesn't like this or that about me, etc. So there's a lot of mixed emotions when you're moving in with your partner. Now imagine on top of all of that, you're then adding on finances. Yeah. Finances are a big, big part to play when it comes to your relationship and the truth of the matter is if you don't manage money well or you don't really handle this transition really well this is what leads to breakups money can make or break a relationship but it's really just this transition period of you moving in with your partner the two of you starting a life together or intending to start a life together but then you haven't really discussed or figured out how does money fit in with all of this? How does money fit in with this journey that we're taking? So today what we want to do is give you some things to think about and talk about between you and your partner when it comes to finances and money and moving in together and how money plays a part in your relationship. So what would you say the first thing is that people should be thinking about? I think the moment you decide like, okay, let's move in together, you should definitely discuss how you manage money from the get-go. So that means talking about how you uh, manage your money, whether you're going to have an all-in kind of system where you put all your money together and then um, budget from that point of view and deal with your money from that point of view, or whether you're still going to keep your individual accounts but have a joint account where bills come out from, how are you paying for your bills? It's important to have that conversation. I feel like before even moving in together, right? Uh Because the last thing you want to do is to move in, but then have assumptions like, oh, well, I've moved, for example, if I was moving into Tunda's place, for me to move in and then be like, well, this is Tunda's house. He can take care of the bills. Maybe I'll just do the groceries here and there. But you don't want to move in with assumption because assumption is not revelation. Have those conversations. Talk about it. Decide like, okay, so what are we doing? What are we doing in terms of money? Are we going 50-50? Are we going all in? Are we doing things together? Are you taking care of certain things that I'm not? So yeah, definitely have that conversation. Yeah, and talking about assumptions. So if in that scenario you did move in with me and then you assumed that I'm going to keep paying the bills because it's my house... But then obviously in my mind, I'm thinking, but you also live here. So, you know, it's only fair that we both contribute to the bills. But again, as Linda said, if you're not having that conversation, then we would be none the wiser. And the the tricky thing is that what will then happen is you end up arguing about money. But, you know, you're arguing about all the things that surround those decisions being made. Because as an example, let's just say all the bills have come through and I've paid all of them. And I kind of have a little bit of money left, but not too much. And then you have all the money left. What would then happen is, maybe I might say things like you never help in this house or you might say things like you know you're taking care of me but why you always broke kind of thing because then it's like we're not really having the conversation about well how are we actually managing our bills when we're living together so definitely have this conversation from day one leading on to this is the second thing and that is to talk about joint accounts joint accounts are 
a really great thing if they're yeah. used in the right way. Uh, we have them and we love them. But at the same time, we also acknowledge that they're not for everybody and not for every relationship. And they won't really fit or work with your way of managing money. In fact, the way you decide how you're going to manage your money will then determine whether joint accounts work or fit in that scenario. Absolutely. I remember when we moved in together, right? So we got married, then moved in together. And we just got a joint account just because it was the norm. Mm. And it's what everyone told us happens. You know, like when you're having those conversations with adults before you get married and they're like, yeah, get a joint account. But then we hadn't really thought about the reason behind having a joint account. Yeah, fair enough. You can see your finances. You can see what's in there. You've both got like um, a view of what's going on with your money. But if you don't know why you've got one in the first place, and it can't be just because skilled finances say do it. It can't be just because your mom say do it or your parents say do it. It ha You have to know as a couple why you have one. And we realized that actually we got it because of people. However, once we started using it, we started to see that actually it gave us a joint mindset. It gave us that mindset of we need to do things together. And as a couple, we need to be doing things together. And having a joint account also helped promote that thing of doing things together. Yeah, but I mean, you don't need a joint account yeah. if you don't need one, right? Like just because uh, you choose to do things together or you choose to share your bills yeah. and all of that kind of stuff, that doesn't mean you need a joint account. It's just simply a case of having a conversation and asking, should we get one and why do you think we should get one? So just to give you some insight for us, we have done, we have joint accounts really just for convenience sake. Yeah. Like because we both need access to the money, then we should both have access to it, realistically speaking. And that's what joint accounts give us. But if there's any pot of money that, yes, we're both agreeing to, you know, pay the bills or whatever the case is, but we both don't really need access to that money, then then there's no need for a joint account. But have that conversation, ask your partner yeah. and see what they think. Because they might be of the understanding that, well, we live together. Yeah, so, so we should have We one. should have joint yeah. accounts. And then you might have a, a very different um, perspective on that. So make sure that, again, you don't just leave this unt untouched or unspoken of and just think that you're both on the same page without actually having the conversation. Have that conversation and ask your partner about what they feel and think about joint accounts. Budgeting as a couple can be a challenge and it can actually be very daunting. Now we've been there, but fortunately we've managed to turn things around and we've found a money system that actually works for the both of us. This is why we've put together the free guide on how to successfully budget as a couple. In this free guide, you will learn all the various ways, the tools and the techniques that you can put in place as you're setting up your budget with your partner. Plus, you will actually find ways how to build a system that really does work for the both of you. You can find this free guide at skillfinances.com forward slash free couples budget or click the link in the description to download it today. All right, then let's get back to the discussion. So another thing that we think is super important is to have a fund for date night. Now, it's very easy to think, oh, well, now we live together. We're going to be seeing each other 24-7 anyway. What's the point of doing date night or what's the point of even having that fund? But the thing about the date night fund is that you still need to... Um, have some time to yourselves, time to just date each other, time to get to know each other, time to get to talk to each other, have fun, go out, enjoy yourselves. And a date night fund will help you with that. As much as you can take care of your finances, you still also need to take care of your relationship. And having that fund is a way to take care of your relationship. Yeah, what will happen is you're going to move in together and life will happen. You're yeah. going to have you know bills to pay, jobs to go to, or careers to build, or even businesses to build. And all of these things will really kind of start 
start taking your attention that if you're not going to be careful, you will find that you actually don't really spend in time spending time together intentionally. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you live together for enough. You may sleep in the same bedroom and all that kind of stuff. But like you're both so f- focused on doing your own life's things that it may be end up being a month before you've even had dinner together or you've even gone out to a cinema together or yeah. traveled together for the weekend, whatever the case is. These are things that you would have easily done before you moved in together, by the way, because those were the, those were the only times that you would see each other. But now that you're living together, you kind of still have to be very intentional about this mm. and it needs more thought and more focus. So when you're putting money aside on this date night fund, you're basically saying, okay, we are going to be making sure that every week or every month we are going to be doing something as a couple and this is the money that we will use for that because another reason why we advocate saying like you should definitely have a fund for it is because if you're not careful you might actually not have the money to do the things that you'd like to do together again life happens right there'll be all these things to pay for all these things to cover that you may find yourselves in a situation where you're thinking yes we would love to go on a staycation or we would love to do xyz yeah but we don't have the money for that if you're like me right I like to plan for the future. So I like to have an emergency fund. I like to make sure that I'm sorted for the future. So be also intentional about the now. It's good when you save up for the future. It's good when you've got that extra little cushion. But don't neglect your now because you're so focused on the future. You still, you. a lot of us go out and we work and we work so hard. And it, there is nothing wrong with treating yourselves. There is nothing wrong with putting money aside to go on a date night prioritize yourselves as much as you prioritize saving up for your future. That actually leads us nicely on to the next thing that I think is super, super important, which is working as a team. Yeah, working as a team really means that you're both on the same page about how you're going to manage your money. But it also means that you understand that there is no one who is better than the other. Yeah. Here, right. Yes, maybe your partner is the knowledge whiz when it comes to investing or maybe you're the one who's very like meticulous about your budget and you watch every single penny. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're the better person in the relationship. Right. It just simply means you're bringing different skills to the table. And now you have to figure out, well, how can we put our heads together here and work together when it comes to money. Yeah. So rather than me taking the higher ground and saying, well, listen to me, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for years and just do it my way. It's actually just having the conversation and saying, well, okay, what other things that you think work for you, what works for me? And then figuring out over time what works for us. Yeah. Now, this the reason why this is important is because there'll be things you're going to disagree about. No doubt about yeah. it. And listen, you love each other, sure. And you want to be together, of course. But there will be things that you're going to disagree about. It may be that you t- you disagree on uh, debts. You disagree on how you save money. Or you may even disagree on how you actually budget your finances. Maybe you want to use a spreadsheet and your partner would rather use a notebook. Whatever the case is, you're going to have some area within yeah. your finances that you will have very different opinions on. And so working as a team just simply means that, okay, let's be... Uh, cordial about it let's really come together put our minds together and figure out how we can tackle this situation this is what I think this is what you think and let's come to a conclusion rather than me kind of thinking I'm better than you so do it my way because I know what I'm doing xyz that's not really what we would advise and what you should do yeah and when it comes to arguing I feel like a lot of the times when it comes to money it's never like 
really deep things like mm. the majority of the times it's never really deep things i think it's things that accumulate over time and then it gets blown into something really big mm. so for example i remember when we used to do our food shopping um when we first started living together well we still do food shopping now yeah <laughs> yeah like, but those first days when we started doing our food shopping it was very it was a very difficult thing i think because i was used to doing food shopping my way so I had lived by myself at uni before we moved in together. So now I was used to the way I did my budget, the way I did my food shop. The fact that the food shop couldn't go over, it had to be like, it had to fit the budget. And I don't know if there's a lot of you out there that have been to uni and you know the struggle life that can come with uni. So you're trying to make every penny count. But then when we then start, when we then got married and lived together, it was very different because he would then be like, oh yeah, I'm picking this thing on the shelf and that thing on the shelf and that thing on the shelf. And then I'm looking at the budget, like, hold on a minute. That thing on the shelf is not really fitting with the budget. The mats is just not coming together. But, but here's the thing, right? I was so used to like options. Like, yeah. I like opening a fridge and just saying like, wow, okay, I can eat whatever I want anytime, any place. And so my food shop wasn't like, what are we going to eat this week? And let's only buy the things that we're going yeah. to eat this week. My food shop was simply... The fridge needs stacking. So let's stack the trolley and stack the fridge and make sure that we have food in the house. And I didn't really think about like, okay, what are we eating this weekend? Let's only buy that thing. And so using that example, we then had to have this conversation. Yeah. And then we both had to make some compromises. So Lindy had to realize that actually, you know what? It's okay to have options. Like you don't have to genuinely speaking, literally count every single penny at this point. Like sure, we're going to have a budget and we're going to make sure that we're on top of it. But we're going to give ourselves a little bit of leeway in the budget to have some options in the fridge. Yeah. But then I had to then understand that, listen, I can't act like, like I'm feeding the, feeding the whole world here. Like, I'm literally just feeding the two of us. So let's just make sure that what's in the fridge is enough for the both of us, but it makes sense for the week that's ahead and also avoid just wasting food. The fifth thing to consider is a cohabitation agreement. Now, this may not apply to every relationship, mm. but it could be your thing that you need. A cohabitation agreement is kind of like a prenup, but not for your whole relationship, just for things of uh, possessions, for example. It really provides clarity on who owns what. And this is quite important in a case where you're moving into your partner's property that they already own. Right. Um, so just to give some context in that, imagine if, you know, I'm moving with Lindy. Lindy owns her house and I'm moving to her house. Well, the question is, if I'm going to be contributing towards the mortgage payments, right. does that equal to me being a part owner of the property? Or is that simply me paying rent? Again, you know, having this cohabitation agreement will really iron out that clarity for you to know, well, okay, what exactly does it mean when it comes mm. to finances and us living together? Um, if you're not a married couple, this is where this could be something that you could yeah. consider because in this in the UK, you don't really have the same rights, should I say, as you would if you were a married couple in terms of assets and ownership of property right. and things like that. Um, but if you're not a married couple, then this could be something that you could put in place to kind of really have a legal binding document that helps you to make certain decisions according to the way that you want them to be. So it actually covers three main areas, which are mainly who owns what, mm -hmm when the agreement is written up and in what proportions. And then it also covers any financial agreements you've made whilst you're living together. And finally, it covers the separation of assets, a property and income should the relationship end. And that's a very key part, isn't yeah. it? It's like, okay, fair enough, everything is all good. But in the event that we do yeah. split, walk off separate ways, 
what does that mean when it comes to our finances? What does that mean when it comes to all of these things that we've been building together over the years uh, and, and over the few months, et cetera? So I think it's it's something to consider. We're not saying do it, but it's something to yeah. consider. It is a legal binding document. So definitely seek legal advice if this is something that you're wanting to look more uh, into and get more information about. We'll put some links in, in the show notes in the description below for you to read more about it if you're interested to learn more. And as always, if you found value in what we've had to say, make sure you hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what money tips you would share or money advice you would share with other couples that are planning to move in together. And for those of you that have been living together for a while, let us know how you found it when you had your money conversations prior to moving in or just after moving in together, because I'm sure they'll help other people and we'll learn from them as well. Yeah. Don't forget to download the free couples budget guide on skillfinancescom forward slash free couples budget which would definitely help you to have that very first conversation that we mentioned how are you going to manage your finances together so thank you for joining us today and we can't wait to see you soon we firmly believe that knowledge is powerless without action so think about the one action you're going to take from today's discussion to learn more about money make sure you subscribe and tune in every week for a new discussion thank you so much for joining us today 